Welcome to the 203rd episode of the Crack Die Podcast. Hooray! Woo-hoo! 203. That's gonna take some time to get used to, I feel. Yeah, 200 is like, I don't know why it feels like such a change. Yeah. Yeah, right? We're in book four, right? Correct. So a number of episodes ago, we said we were trying to figure out how long we thought it would take us to get to the end of book six. Right now, in this moment in time, in this place, how many episodes do you think it'll be at the end? Oh, golly. I was going to ask the same thing. I have no idea based on what kind of combats are going to come up because combats can like do this and stretch over three or four episodes or they're done in like three turns. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, I will let you know that we are in book four. We are in chapter three of three and I only have seven pages left of this book. Oh, jeez! Right, but one page could be a whole dungeon. Like. <laughs> yeah. Three pages could be the stat blocks for these creatures. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I will let you know we have been on one page for two episodes, so <laughs> that math is not going to help. Yep. So. Checks out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Over, under on 300. Do you think we'll hit 300? I think we will. Yeah. I think we'll hit three. I think so. What level are you guys right now? 14, where we've been, it feels like forever. Yeah, honestly. Well, we were over leveled because of the Corvos side adventure. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is true. That is true. There are only six more levels for these characters. And two more books. And two more books. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy pants. But since we are like slowly uh, poking our noses into what, six more pages, I want to kind of remind our, our audience that at the end of each book, we do a quick listener questionnaire thing. We do a Q&A episode, if memory serves. And the link for that is in our show notes after every episode. So please, please, please do not be shy. Submit your questions for us to ask us anything. Yeah. Rules, interpretations, character questions, random things you want our opinion on. That are game related. Yeah. (laughs) Preferably this game related. You can ask us any questions. We just, you know, reserve the right to refuse questions (laughs) that are uh, not game related. Ooze and open book. Uh, Heidi is less of an open book. (laughs) We'll answer any game related questions you said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Please take a look at our show notes. And if you do have a question, click the link and send it in to us. Also, I'm going to take a quick second here to plead with all of our listeners. If you can take two minutes and rate and review the show, you have no idea. I know every podcast asks you to do this, but if you don't under, I don't, I didn't realize how important it is for shows to just get like noticed. We all hate the algorithm, but we have to play with it if we want people to find us and listen to us. Yeah. So please, if you can take two seconds, leave us a rating and a review. Preferably good one. Preferably good ones. But, you know, be honest. I'm okay with honesty. And if you have constructive. Oh, I'm opening a can of worms here. If you have constructive criticism, please feel free to reach out to me. You have a number of artists on this podcast. We understand constructive. Yeah. We will come at No, I'm not going to say we'll come at you if it's not constructive, but like. No, no, no. We won't come at you, but we won't take it into consideration. It's just not helpful. Yeah, it's not helpful. But yeah, it's real easy. It's Sean at the crackdiepodcast.com. Shoot me an email if you have constructive criticism. How do you spell Sean? S-E-A-N. That is a fair question. Yes, that is very fair. It's that silly Gaelic spelling where it's seen. Just to be clear, I'm also 
open to honest feedback as long as it's positive. So <laughs> just send me any positive, honest feedback. Honest feedback, that's honest, positive feedback. Matt just wants to hear that he's doing a great job. Yeah, just tell me how good I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. I too will accept praise in the form of emails. <laughs> Hiya at the Crack Type Podcast. <laughs> I'm pretty sure most of the cast here, you can find our names written down. We're, we're all just first name at the Crack Type Podcast, yes? Yeah, we make it real simple. Reach out to us individually. You can reach out to all of us at show at Crack Type Podcast. Yeah, if all else fails, show at crackdipodcast.com gets us. Show at crackdipodcast.com. I'm going to throw this out there. I will accept cookies. <laughs> oh. Via email? I will absolutely accept cookies. Would you like to give a mailing address? Yes. <laughs> Don't do it. I'll have to bleep it out. <laughs> yeah. We should get a P.O. box or something eventually. We did have one for a while and then it got a bit too costly. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, if you have feedback, please provide it. If you have questions, please fill out the form in our show notes. That's all we're saying. Rate and review. Now back to this cluster. Last time you have been fighting Dwergar slave lords for two weeks at this point as you have just barely stepped into the temple of the all gods you are in the central hall of the temple of all gods these dwergar slave lords have been attacking you there were two initially and then one ran away and opened a door and there were three more so you've been fighting five of them it is now the top of round five and it is twin talents turn can i go no, no. Okay. <laughs> now you can go. Okay. The way you said it, just not like there was more to what you're saying. And I just didn't say anything. Okay. So Twin Talon will target the Durgar in between he and Brianna. So the one to his south with a plus three greater striking keen thundering shock cold iron short sword. See that three times fast. Yeah. Uh, that is a 43 to hit. That is a critical hit. Yeah, it is. Sheesh. Ooh, of course it is. Yeah. yeah, baby. Let's start this one off right. All right. Blowback. The target is knocked prone. <laughs> nice. So double damage. They do have the extra precise on there. Man, when you get knocked prone, your AC drops. You're hitting the one that's right in between you and Brianna? Yes. Do they hit the Caltrops? I will say yes. Yes, someone gets hit by the Caldrops. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. Yeah, no, you had a good idea. All right, and this one actually does take the Dread Marshal saves into account, although it counts as three instead of four. Not sure why, but it is 46 base times two is 92 damage. Sheesh. And Christine, how much do the Caltrops do? 1d4 piercing and one bleed. I don't know if that boosts up with every uh, level. Because these say they're an item zero. The crystal shards bomb is a level four item instead of a zero item, but. It's 2d4 piercing and four persistent. Well, that's when it explodes initially, but then it says the crystals on level surfaces are caldrops. But again, I don't know if they just 1d4 and one bleed. Okay. So the 3d6 persistent bleed will over the one bleed. So go ahead and roll me 1d4. Okay. Two. Two of them get in like the little links in his armor and make it ouchy. All right. Every little bit helps. They fell on Legos. Uh, all right, Matt, that was our first action. What would you like your second action to be? Basically the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> checks out. And now they're prone, so they're even easier to hit. Uh, that is a 38 to hit. I don't think they are because they're just considered off guard again. Yeah, that is a hit. Okay. They move prone from being a separate thing to basically off guard. It, it always was. It just makes you off guard. And, well, for second edition, I should say. They're off guard to everyone. So it is 37 damage. Ugh. Do not like. 
All uh, right. And you have one more action. And for my last action, Pantalon is going to move south through Brianna to the east. And then Taitsani is going to take a, a flappy flip this way. So she's going to fly down and around the biggin so that she's now flanking the biggin with Moo. All right, it is now the biggin's turn. So their first action is to swing their hat, giant hatchet now at ooh, with a 37 to hit. That hits. Boo. They're going to do 19 points of damage. Would you like to use liberating step, Haya? Yes, I was just going to say that. Cool, I'm gonna step in this way right here. All right, so you take three points of damage. Anybody else wants to move before you? Nah. Nah, I think I'm good. If you are in that corner, I kind of want to move here instead. So I'm flanking. Knife sword, come along! Yes. <laughs> and again, just so our listening audience knows what's going on, Soraya has two hero points. Knife sword has three hero points. Brianna has three hero points. Ooh has three hero points. And Twin Talon has two hero points. And also there is a conga line of people west to east. Yes. <laughs> yeah. West to east, it is knife sword. Brianna, Durgar on the ground, who is prone. Ooh, Biggin Durgar, Tesani. And uh, Twin Talon is south of U. And Surrey is off to the southwest, safely out of melee range. In the corner. That's me in, in the, the corner. corner. <laughs> Second action, the Dwergar, the Viggen Dwergar is going to turn and slice directly at Tesani. How dare you? Yeah, I'm a monster. It's a 25 to hit her. Meals. It's ridiculous. I can't even hit a pet. You didn't know a pterodactyl could flip somebody off, but they can. (laughs) Third action, back to hitting ooh. That is a 26. That is a miss. All right, that's all I get to do. Next is Soraya. Well, it worked so good on the one who's now prone. I'm going to make and throw a blood bomb at the begin. So let me do that. That was targeting the other one, but it's a 32 to try and hit the big one. Miss. Okay. They're still going to take this three slashing splash. And that one's near death, and it's in between a whole lot of real dangerous people. So I'm going to throw a greater alchemist fire at the big one again. All right. All righty. That was a 12, and it's a miss. Do I want to re-roll it? You have two. I do, but it's also my second attack, so it's a minus five. Why not? Let's just try it again. Reroll and keep the higher results. Nope. <laughs> I think I rolled a one. You did, but you keep the better of the two results, so, you know. Yeah. So it's still a miss. It's not a critical miss. And they take the free fire splash as well as the slashing. All right. It is now the Dwergar that is on the ground. They're not the smartest, so they're just going to stand up provoking an attack of opportunity from Ooh, and or Brianna. Oh, absolutely. Does Twintella not have attack opportunity? He does not, but when they hit him, it provokes. He will. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh my God. What did you roll, Haya? I rolled a 47. I believe that's a critical hit, John. Yeah. Was that a natural 20? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that is. That is. That is definitely a critical hit. Oh my gosh. Brow to chin. The target takes a negative two status penalty to perception and rage attack rolls until healed. And also double damage. Yeah, for once. Okay. And double damage. All right. Plus eight. That would be 44 points of damage. All right. Would you like to describe your kill? I'm not 
particularly creative with murders these days, as you've oh god, there he goes. As uh, we've we've come to find, but since the car does say brow to chin, I feel like the Dwergar standing up and Brianna will take the tip of her scimitar and like almost like lovingly tip their chin up, be like, that is a terrible mistake, and just slice upwards all the way up to their brow. Oh. And it just cleaves them in half or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All right, well, my turn is over because my character is dead. You're welcome. Apparently, they also take 10 bleeds, so... <laughs> they would have taken the 3d6, yeah, but they're very, very dead. They continue just to, like, puddle on the ground. They're super bleeding out. Yeah. Blood is oozing out around them. Heidi, it is Ooze's turn. And because Haya killed that creature before your attack of opportunity, you still have your reaction. I still get an attack of opportunity? No. No, no, no. You just didn't use your reaction. Oh, okay. Even if you had, you'd get it back now. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Good call. Good call, Matt. Sweet. So go in for the big lady and I say, I want to ride that ride. And I strike. <laughs> 43 on the die. That is a critical hit. It's not a 43 on the die, but you know what I mean. <laughs> it's a 43 on a 20 sided die. Reactive murder. Reactive murder when she's done. Aye, aye, Capitan. Reactive murdering after. This is from Jeremy Deering. Hey. Hello. Thank you so much. Hi, Jeremy. Number 56. And this is a slashing. It's called Scattering Strike. Target gains a negative one to diplomacy and bluff and a plus one to intimidate unless the GM decides the social interaction would dictate the opposite modifier should apply. Oh. All right. And double damage. And double damage. Mm-hmm. I like that. If I could get that on you guys, I would make a mess. 74 plus 8 is 82 points of damage. And he's also frightened one. Very nice. <laughs> Are they still alive? <laughs> Hang on. What was that voice, Matt? That was terrifying. Let's see. I'm excited to murder things voice. Yep. It puts the lotion on its curtain. That voice. Yeah, I was gonna say he's gonna ask me to help him move a couch out of his van and then like throw me in a well. Would you reactive murder me? I'd reactive murder me so hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Yes, it is still alive. Reactive murder. Let's go. Uh, that's a forty-five to hit. That is a critical hit. Let's go. Yes. I'll take it. Turning the tide. Okay. Through and through, double damage and single damage to a target adjacent to the first. Well, there are no other damages. There are no other targets. That's from Duke. Thank you, Duke. Aw, thanks so much. I'm so glad we got two patrons this time around. You know, we got a couple back to back. That's always nice. Yeah, back to backs. All right. So double damage. I don't think I have precise debilitation on this one, so I will put it on now. Oh, yay. <laughs> what the hell was that? Yeah, I don't know. You're making fun of Matt's voice. So that's actually 80 damage. Oh, my God. 80 points of damage. All right. Matt, would you like to describe your murder? I mean, kill. <laughs> I mean, it's reactive murder. Ooh, strikes with the battle axe and knocks the Durgar's guard out of place. And Twin Talon takes the opportunity to do like a fencing thrust 
just forward and up into this oversized rib cage. The thing about becoming big is the space between your ribs gets bigger and it makes it really easy to get in there and stab that heart. When Talon takes advantage of that, jams up, pulls back, and there's a moment, and then the Durgar just collapses to the ground and then shrinks back to normal size. All right. And with that, combat is over. <sighs> Woohoo! In about another 24 seconds, the Caltrops go away. <laughs> <laughs> they melt back into the ground. Bloop, 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 bloop. What's that, another 25 seconds? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Bloop, 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 bloop. Is that a multiple of six? Oh, uh-huh. yeah, as we all know. <laughs> the stone floor of this otherwise bare hallway is polished to a reflective sheen. Stone doors open in the northwest and east walls, while iron doors stand to the south which is the ones you came through. That reflective sheen is, has been slightly marred at this point with massive pools of blood on them. Huh, weird. Don't know where they come from. No, no idea. <laughs> well, should we explore the room that we just opened? Might as well. Because that's where they ran to. Can we get there? Are these going to go away soon? Oh, yes. Give it one moment. And they just kind of turn back into like inner shapes. All right. So as you enter this room, the walls of this hallway are depicted with what might have once been beautiful carvings of dwarven children and mothers. But the damage done to the walls has ruined any aesthetic value they may have once had. To the north, the hall widens out into a small chapel. That can't be good. I'll go north. Are there any significant, like, what's the word, iconography? Like, do we know this is the Surferge? Or is this just like a minor chapel? Give me a religion or dwarven history, whichever you have. Fun fact, I do not have dwarven history. Or dwarven lore. How's a 24? That's enough. This is kind of common religious knowledge, so it's not that difficult. So if you actually come in here into the small chapel area, the statue you see looks like it is Folgrit, F-O-L-G-R-I-T who is the dwarven goddess of motherhood and children. As you look around, even though it's quite marred, the etchings on the wall, it looks as if it is either a place that could provide support for young dwarven mothers and or kind of a dwarven orphanage. That's generally what Fulgrit was dedicated to. Like their whole thing was helping out new mothers and helping children in need, so. I will relay that information to my peers. Be like, it's, it's interesting that this is here, I suppose. Still no sign of this forge we we are searching for. I thought we were searching for the head of the Scarlet Triad in this area. And also a magma dragon. Potentially. All right, Christine, you went into one of these smaller rooms and so did Matt. Yeah. Looks like one of like like a little barracks or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as you look at it, these are small beds, even small for dwarves. You would probably assume that these are children's size beds. But on top of all of them, you see that there have been large pieces of wood, like covering two of them to make it like one large bed. So it does look like perhaps those Dwergar that you just dispatched um, was using this as a, a sleeping area and they're, they covered it over. Uh, I just hope the occupants were long gone before they got here. And are both rooms like that? Yes. Okay. As we toss the rooms, is there anything interesting that we find? Any journals with plot or magic items? Nope. Not in here. Okay. Not in either of them? Nope. Uh, you find some old crumpled clothes. And they look very similar to the outfits the Dwergar slave lords were wearing. But other than that, that's about it. Mm. 
Is there anything else interesting up in the chapel area? I mean, it looks like the Dwergar probably messed with it and damaged it in our... Should we uh, investigate to the west or the north? Yes, get me out of here. I said west. I would say west. Okay, lead on. You'll have to see if we can find a scroll of a large person if you're interested in that shampoo. Hooray! Yes, please. Later, later. Okay, Twin Talon is going to cast Heal Animal on Tesani, who's taken zero hit points of damage. Uh, so then he'll redirect the rest of it back to himself. All right. Brianna will notice that that is happening and then ask, does anybody need any healing? Well, before we move forward. I'm feeling quite fine. I need a nap. A little bit of that sexual healing. Nope, stop it. <laughs> We've spoken about this. Ooh, boundaries. <laughs> All right. Well, I tried. You asked. I did. Brianna will treat wounds on herself. It's not bad. I think the only person who really got hurt was Twin Talon anyway. Yeah, I took the worship at that time. And while she's taking the 10 minutes to patch up uh, herself or whoever, I'm going to refocus and get my focus point back. All right. I'm going to poke around and listen at the doors while they're taking care of injuries. All right. Let me roll some secret perception. So Twin Talon is healing. I'm going to roll secret perceptions for Soraya here. All right. You do not hear anything from behind either door. Doesn't seem to me that there's anything, but I could always be wrong. Then again, we were quite loud. You all don't think there is something behind the door? Then might as well go and take a look. You know, we'll raise your shield. I will head up to you. I'll, I'll check out this door here to the, in the more southerly side of the western wall. And what language is that? Because it looks like Tengwar, but it's not coming up as Elven, which I speak. Verizian. This looks like another little temple area. All right. A pair of rows of stone benches line the north and south sections of this chapel. Facing a pulpit to the west, overlooked by a kind-looking dwarven woman holding a mace in one hand. The statue is crusted with dust and in places badly chipped. Broken arrows littering the floor around the statue suggest the source of the chipping. So are they just using it as target practice? Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. Is there anything else interesting other than that northerly door? There is a door to the north. Again, Haya, when Brianna walks in, you look at the statue and even though it's chipped, it looks like this is the Dwarven Goddess Bolka, B-O-L-K-A, the Dwarven Goddess of Marriage. You remember hearing that there is a tradition of storing wedding rings and other nuptial gifts in hidden compartments within the confines of rooms associated with her. That's what you think the arrows were for. Not only were they trying to target practice, but they may have been looking for anything that's still hidden here. The reason that they would hide rings or nuptial items is they had a belief that doing so would strengthen the resulting wedding. I think Brianna will keep that information to herself for now in the event that somebody in her party, not naming names, will try and do the same. Huh? Some things are best left. <laughs> Hide things in their holes? <laughs> I meant ears. I'm looking at you, knife sword. What? What? Huh? How did I? What? Who? I feel like I'm getting blamed for something I didn't do. Yet. <laughs> All right. But yeah, other than that, there's just a, a door to the north. To the north. Plague. To the west. Plague. To the east. Plague. <laughs> and to the south. Sunny weather with plague. <laughs> Very good. We can go through that door. I mean, I could always kick it in. I don't mind. I don't see why not. Go ahead if you want to. All right. I kick down the door. 
Rawr. All right, kick down the door. You see a narrow hallway with two doors, one to the left and one to the right, both to your north. I go to the left. All right, you open that door too, I'm assuming? Yes. Hashtag no fear. All right, you kick open that room. There is nothing really in this room. There's holes in the wall. There's three wooden chairs that have rotted away and are not super usable anymore. Cool. There's nothing in here. Looks like trash. It's just empty. Brianna is going to follow suit. Okay. As you say that, Heidi, you notice that there is a small rock on the wall. One of the stones looks slightly out of place. (gasps) Piece of candy. All right. I'm going to look around and see if anyone is around me. I'm just going to, like, make silly eyes and see if Brianna's watching. Um, I probably am rounding the corner, so have not seen whatever you're doing yet, if we're being fair and honest about movements and stuff. I go for it. You find a small blue velvet bag. What? And if you look inside of it, you see that there is a collection of rings and jewelry. You would guess it would be worth about 500 gold. There is also one larger ring with a bright gold band and a red gem set in the middle of it. And in that red gem, it looks like something's moving and like swirling like a liquid. I am taking this very quietly and putting it in my bag of holding. Okay. I will give you all of those items. Anyone else doing anything? Uh, I was just going to check out the other door in that little hallway, the one to the, the east. And while they're doing that, Twin Talon's going to pat the dead Durgar, looking for keys or anything interesting. All right. So, Soraya, when you enter this room, it is very similar to that of the room that Wu went in. It is a small room, three wooden chairs that have rotted away, holes in the wall, as well as a door on the east wall. Is there anything interesting if I poke around? Let's see. As you look around, you don't really find anything that's interesting. Okay. Cobwebs dirt, dust. Nothing much in here, and um, I think this door goes back into that main hallway. Would Brianna be able to tell what these two rooms would have been for? Like, I'm getting a sense, like, we already have two different gods represented here, dwarven gods. Like, do these look like, I don't know, monastic cells or bedrooms or what have you, or? Yeah, you would probably know with your religion score at it being what it is. These rooms were once used for private conversations between couples and priests. So this is basically where they would go and chat right before the wedding or a couple days just to make sure everything was good. Okay. Bridal suite where the, where the groom gets ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is so sad to see echoes of a time that was. She will explain what these rooms are for. It is quite sad. I wonder if we'll find more as we continue on. It is the Temple of All Gods, is it not? Mm-hmm. Well, let's make our way then. Yeah, through the, the northern doors. Where are we going? Which way? I think there's only one way left. All right. Before you do that, Matt, as you search the bodies you find, and this is the same on all of them, one plus two striking composite longbow. In the bag. Two plus one striking hatchets. In the bag. One plus one resilient studded leather armor. In the bag. A key ring with keys. I'll take them and I'll pass them out because there are five of us and five dead guards. I will let you know those are the keys to the temple of all gods. Any doors you come across, you can basically unlock now. And a hundred arrows each. That's a lot of arrows. 
All right, I'll put 500 arrows in the bag. <laughs> well, fine. And that's it. If we must. All right, then I'll meet everybody at that northern door. Let's go. Uh, Twin Talon will listen at the door. All right, give me a perception check. Mm. All right. On the other side of this door, you hear nothing. Twin Talon will just try the door first. It is unlocked. Okay. I mean, I'll open it. Two large statues of an imposing dwarven man preside over this room. In the north, a ramp slopes upward, leading towards a majestic iron double door, while matching stairways lead up to the east and west. There are also two doors to the east and west. Mayhaps we try westward first? The door or the stairs? Do we want to go mezzanine? stairs? Well, I mean, I think it's probably best to try everything on this level first before going up a level. Yes, I meant the westmost door. All right, let's do it. Give a listen. All right, Twin Talon will listen again. All right, give me a perception, please. Ooh, wow, that's a, that's a natural 20 right there, isn't it? Hell yeah. If you say so, it's blind. I can't see it. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a natural 20 right there. Uh, I'll let you know that. Can I like hear through time or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hear through time and space. Two weeks ago, someone had Taco Bell. By Google. No, no. Stock, stock, stock. <laughs> it's hard to describe, but it sounds like um, insects talking. Like chittering? Yes. Hey, Bob, how's your thorax? <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> then I'll turn around. And, it sounds like insects talking. Uh, based on that description, is there any way we can like make a, a check of some kind to know what that is or, or is that too vague uh... no 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 give me a religion check oh no <laughs> and i'm actually going to give you a plus four to your religion check anyone make it or just Aya? anyone can make it brianna got a 37 all right what did you get 25 so i think she knows more than i do matt 23 Ooh. 16. I was just curious. <laughs> I have no modifier, so. That's fine. That's fine. So you think it's giant cockroaches, Heidi? Yep. Yep. Sounds right. Soraya and Twin Talon, you're like, that sounds like a weird, like, oh, actually. Soraya understands that it's Empyrean, E-M-P-Y-R-E-A-N. Oh, so I can understand them? You can understand it, but you don't know what it is. Well, what are they saying? It's very idle talk about like, I wonder when they will get back. They're taking a long time. We really need to return home so we can conclude our negotiations. Brianna, for some reason, between the sounds that they're making and where you are and your just knowledge of everything religious related, you know that these are Glabrezus, G-L-A-B-R-E-Z-U, also known as treachery demons. Nice. Didn't we fight these at some point? They sound familiar. Yes, I believe you have fought them before. I want to say it was the last book. I thought we fought one in the chapel. It was disguised as another person and then it blew up. Yes, 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 yes. That's exactly what it was. Yes. Good job. Hero point. Thank you. Hero point for being able to remember things. At our age, that's not a small feat. No, not at all. Brianna's hackles will raise at that. Just so you know, they're chaotic, evil, huge demon fiends. Do we think they're unholy? <laughs> Probably. Yes. Just asking for someone who has a sword that does extra damage against unholy things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I will let you ask me two questions about them stat wise or skill wise or anything like that, that you would like to know. Uh, what is their AC? Yeah, that's fine. AC is 34. All right. 
What else should I ask? Resistances? Sure. Give me resistances. They don't have any resistances. However, they I will give you that they are weak to cold iron 10. And well, they call this good damage, but you know, this is hasn't been updated because this is the first AP. They're also weak to good damage by 10. Okay, so holy damage. So cold iron and holy damage. Yep. Or whatever it's called now. We're still learning the new stuff, guys. Give us a little break. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> we will get there. Spirit. Spirit damage. That's what it was. Or vitality damage? Nope. Spirit damage is the thing that the holy weapon does. Vitality is the thing that goes undead. Uh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So Brianna's hackles will raise as she will absolutely draw her scimitar as she had probably put it away to patch people up. It'll maybe like do a quick like golden sheen as she kind of like has a pulse with the spiritual aura and she will growl. That's a Galabrazu, like the one we fought in Corvosa. There's at least two of them in there, I believe. They aren't talking about much of anything in particular, but they are referencing negotiations. Oh, I thought it was the trade delegation from the Phantom Menace. (laughs) (laughs) Is that legal? We'll make it legal. Well, uh, if there's two of them, the only thing I can think is they probably should have brought more if they didn't want to get killed by us. That is fair. Fantasma will look like, we all ready? May I make a suggestion? Sure. Soraya, do you have anything spiritual in nature you can throw in there as our first opening attack? Well, I don't know about spiritual. I do have sunlight and the alignment ampules, which I have no idea how those would work right now. We'll use them as they are written because I still know what their alignments are currently, so we can still use them. I could throw something in there. I'm looking for my inhaled poisons, honestly. I know I have them. Add a brain! Add a brain! Always add a brain! I don't think we have any more of that already made. While you're looking at that, Christine, uh, Rihanna will then also ask Twintalon, do you think you can open that door quietly as possible so we will not be sensed? I think I have the best chance of the group. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying. Ooh, take 10 steps back. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> I see how this is. <laughs> no, no. You and I are charging in as soon as all this is done. Don't worry. Okay, okay. Just don't get it worked up and then bring me in with all these promises that you can't keep, okay? I promise you'll get to run in and destroy them. I didn't think you were going to let me down, but I'm just saying, just don't let me down. (laughs) We're all counting on you. They are talking about negotiations, you said. Yes, they're saying they're waiting for their others to get back. They need to look at something else. Something else is going on. It's mostly asinine. Just water cooler chat. I do have two two doses of Adelbrain left. We got 20 in the group loot. You still have to burn them. I mean, we can light them on fire and slide them under the door. But then we'll have to still wait for them to go out because we might be affected by it too, right? Correct. It's just a cloud. <laughs> I'd rather not. Well, I mean, like I said, slide it under the door, wait for them to run out under the effects of Adelbrain. Sure. The only issue is we don't know what's on the other side in terms of what if there's another door that leads elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it doesn't last forever, and we can, you know, hold our breath or, you know. Whatever you guys think is best. Soraya holds up, like, a match and two pieces of battle brain. I mean, it takes a minute to work. Oh, that's right. So if you throw it in there, they can just run out and not be affected by it at all. Alright, if we want to open the door and I can throw, like I said, I can throw in some... I think your alignment ampule is your best bet for the opening volley here. Mm-hmm. I would think so. Alright, so, first off, Matt, can you roll a uh, stealth check to open the door versus their perception DC. Sure. So my stealth 
without any modifiers is 25. Uh, I rolled a 10 for a 35. 35 versus their perception DC. That would have beat my perception DC, so I feel like probably it'll beat theirs, but... Yes. So they don't turn as you open the door. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you all three actions in any order that you'd like to take them before we roll initiative, because surprise rounds don't actually exist anymore. So I think with your planning and all of your ideas, I want to reward you for that. So you can each take three actions. If you guys want to roll initiative just to determine the order that you take your three actions, we can do that. Or you can just all play nicely and decide who goes first, who goes second, who goes third. Well, we can try and line it up, right? So Matt opening the door would be first. Surya lobbing, whatever. I think the alignment ampule would be second. Knife sword, do you want me to move us in a direction so you can also throw something ranged, cold and spirit or good damage since we're in the in-between work best for these two demons? Well, against demon, the only spirit damage I do is against celestials. So, um, but I can do cold. Okay, perfect. I can do up to two things. I can double brew as one action. So I could also do a skunk bomb, which has the chance to make them sickened, slowed, or blinded. Sean is giving us three actions. We have to do them like one at a time. So I say we just roll initiative, just so like, it's not just all of us talking about what we could maybe, maybe do. I was trying to suggest a turn order. Right, but I'm saying we can always delay. And then that person just goes, you know, they go later. Yeah. Would it be better if I did the black tentacles? Because the other one's like a ray. I like I have to aim and do a ranged attack. All right, so hang on. Matt, you used your first action to open the door. Mm-hmm. You now have two more actions. Okay. Twiddown is going to move in, and he is going to use his third action to attack this Galarazil with his cold iron short sword. Gotcha. Uh, that's a 44 to hit their off-guard AC. That is a critical hit, even though I didn't even mark him as off-guarded. But yes, that is a critical hit. Cool. I will target them with precise debilitation. And then from the crit hit table... Heart shot, triple damage, crit effect. The target takes 1d4 persistent bleed damage. Oh my God. Get some. All right. So that's 40 times three is 120 damage plus 1d4 persistent bleed. Oh yeah, hang on, that's that's the killer. Mm -hmm. And how much persistent bleed did you say? 1d4. All right. Christine, you are next, which I think was the order that you guys wanted to go in anyway. So, And they're off guard only to me. They haven't acted, uh, so I'm going to say they're off guard to everyone for this first round. But that's that's a rogue ability. People who have not acted yet are off guard to you. Oh, well then, sorry. <laughs> I was trying to be helpful for everyone. I mean, unless you want to do the surprise round, everybody gets off guard, and then the second round only I do. That works for me. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Okay, then there we go. All right, I'm also going to move in so I can see what the hell is going on here. All right. Their tokens look like they're singing, maybe. They're emoting with their little hands. Hang on. That's the weird thing. When you look at them, they don't have those little hands. They have stumps, like their little hands were cut off. Huh. What? Oh, question real quick. Did you say they had weakness to cold iron? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, they do. So that's an extra 30 because it's 10 weakness, but triple damage would be 30. Pretty good first attack. Yeah, not bad. I still have like 10 feet of movement. So I don't know. Nothing to sneeze at. Is that is that rubble? That is difficult terrain you've stepped in. It is massive rubble. 
In fact, you see that the door, the double doors to the south here have been barricaded by large pieces of stone. Okay. Well, provided I don't, is this supposed to be a staircase over here, like on each side? Yes, there are staircases going down. Going down. All right, so I could I just like hop down here? Right. So the staircases are going down. The rebel is kind of a ramp up. So the top is even. The second row is like five feet and then 10 feet and the floor. So you're kind of roughly equal to the stairs. All right, so yeah, I, I step out of the way so it's not like we're fighting over each other to get into the room. Correct, correct. You're slightly above the enemies on the ground. Sweet. Since I only have two actions left, I will throw an alignment ampoule at one of them. I know we were joking about the Star Wars stuff, but is there a high ground bonus? I don't believe so. No, we have a circumstance bonus, which you can just decide as a thing. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Take plus one, I think, because you have the high ground, Anakin. Awesome. And in that one, I'm here pointing. Yes, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> 42. Oh, God, that is a critical hit. I'll hit the unharmed one. And again, this doesn't come up with the specifics of it, but alignment ampule. Last fair is divided into four quarters. Each of chance. When an alignment ampule strikes a creature with weakness to good, evil, chaos, or law. Side note, the old things that has been updated for the new. Deals the listed damage, which matches the creature's highest weakness. This damage is always based on the weakness of the initial target attack. It's 2d4 damage, 3 splash, and then whatever weakness damage on top. Okay, so I also need you to draw a crit hit card. That's right. Okay, I'm so not used to getting those. Bomb or spell. Power surge, triple damage. <laughs> Woo! Wow. Get some! <laughs> Alright, so first off, triple damage, you're doing... 30 damage, and then I'm assuming you're splashing both of them. Uh, yes, if I can. I don't know if that gets tripled or not, but either way. It does. Oh, it does triple, so that's nine splash damage. And it's also in whatever damage type they're weak to, so whatever their weakness is on top of that again. So another 30, so that's another 60 on this guy. They're weak 30 to whatever Bomb is doing. Good, I assume. Yeah, they're weak 10. But since you crit and it's a triple, it's 30. All right, Rob, it is now your turn. Okay, I'm going to cast uh, Chilling Darkness at level six uh, at him. Hey, Matt, can I phone a friend real quick and ask, is that a good level to cast this at? Chilling Darkness? Yeah, it is a third level spell. So if I heighten it to level six, that is what? It does an additional 66 damage. Two levels? So, okay. That makes sense, though, right? I'm not, like, wasting a level doing that way. No, so Chilling Darkness gets heightened every level. So no matter what level you make it, it's always going to be better than third level if it's higher than third level. Okay, so I'm going to roll my attack. Sorry, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm at the right... I got so many spells open right now, I'm just trying to make sure I'm at the right... uh... (laughs) And whose fault is that, Rob? Whose fault is that? You. Rob, I'm impressed you're playing a spellcaster. They, they are so intimidating to me. Like, go you. Especially a double spellcaster, like sorcerer with wizard focus. Yeah. <laughs> like, Thank you. He's a sorcerer who read a book, okay? <laughs> yeah. I can read. That makes one of us. <laughs> because reading is what? Fundamental. Critical miss. I'm going to use a hero point to re-roll that. There you go. With that natural one? Yeah. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of those in these past couple episodes. We're getting them out now. 33. That's a hit. Okay, I'm going to roll damage. 11d6 plus 6, 35 cold. Oh my god. And they're weak to cold, so that's going to be another 10. All right, so that was two actions. Do you have a third action you'd like to do? I don't have a lot of one-action spells. Yeah, I'm just going to, like, 
Hold. Hold! <laughs> Are you pulling Brianna's hair? Like... <laughs> Whoa, girl. Like they're horse reins? No, no, no. <laughs> Better not. All right, Heidi, it is your turn. All right, so ooh doesn't like being left out. She smells that there's something up in this next room. So she wails her tushy cans, slaps her face twice. Those cheeks this time, her, her face cheeks. This time, I love that apparently she canonically slapped her ass last time. <laughs> yep. Uh, apparently we made a cannon. So I'm going to rage and then I'm gonna run in there and slap a bitch. That is a critical hit with a 42. <laughs> nice. yeah. yeah. So what did you do with your rage action? Did you make it part of your sudden charge or? I don't think I needed to make a sudden charge. I think it would have been like a move once, strike once anyway. So I think it all evens out. So that's all three actions. I was saying, but rage is, you can do another action, a rage action. So you could do like your Dread Marshal's dance or something else you wanted to do. Oh. Share rage. Yeah, I would like to put on my Dread Marshal stance. I'll, I'll be really scary and then I'll run in. 24. <laughs> can I reroll that? I'm going to try and reroll that. Mm-mm. That is a hero point. Yeah, you can hero point it. Yeah, yeah, you can point that. 33 this time. Am I scary? At level 14, a 33 is enough. Hooray, I am scary. All right, and so I've got my aura on me, and then I, I go in for the strike. So I got a 42, that was a critical, and I got card number 30, this is called Shield Cleave. I deal normal damage to the target shield, apply hardness normally. I think it's double damage to them, and then normal damage to the target shield. All right, well then, double damage, let's do it. This is 78 damage. Well, first off, they're frightened. They are very scared. Actually, they're frightened three. Well, Dread Marshal's stance is plus three there of the damage, so. On a critical hit, you can force to push them if you'd like, but you don't have to. Mm, well, if I push them into each other, do they get extra damage for knocking into each other? Is one of them going to fall over? No, unfortunately. I think that's a feat, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I think it is too. Are they like bull rush or something if you feet? Yeah. Sounds right. Would you like to explain how you chop them in twain and kill them? Sure. I slap myself once, slap myself twice, get really, really scared, run in there with my battle axe and swipe right down. Oh no, the head fell off. How'd that happen? I don't know. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. All right. So that one's dead before combat officially starts. Aya, it is your turn. Rihanna was very excited to, you know, be able to have something she's actively good at murdering and be like, okay, guys, this is what we're going to do. And immediately everybody turned around and started doing their own things. She's like, okay, cool. Come on, Knife Sword. Let's go. It's a shame it wasn't a Celestial. But look, we killed one and the other's like halfway dead. I have faith you can take him out before combat even officially starts. She will double move up to that one and we'll see what I do. Has a 43. That's a critical hit. Beautiful. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, there we go. Would you like to draw a crit card? Sure. Gory. Woo. The target is sickened one. Let's do it. Oh, good Lord. Okay. And I believe Brianna does 30 points of slashing damage, 12 points of vitality, and 14 points of spirit. So 56 total. But you do good. Yep. So I don't think it takes the vitality damage because it's not undead, but it would take the extra weakness for good. Okay, then minus 12. And then plus 20. 
I believe that is my turn because I'm slow and it took me a second action to get up here. So next turn. All right. Now combat officially begins. But before we do anything, uh, they're going to take four bleed. The one that's dead takes four bleed. Oh, oh. (laughs) never mind. Before we get too far ahead, uh, we're going to end this here as I rapidly realize why they got rid of uh, <laughs> of surprise rounds in this <laughs> this edition. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. Thanks for hanging out. Bye. Bye. You're the best around. Thank you for listening to the Crack Die podcast. Please visit us at crackdie.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Epidemic Sound. Please visit them at epidemicsound.com. The Cracked Eye podcast theme was composed by Angelo DiLoretto. He is forever missed. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at at EditingNate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in breathing life into this production. We do not know where we'd be without them. Our esteemed patrons are Cassandra Connors, D, Jacob Wilhelmi, Doombeard, Finder of Path and Stars, Logan, Mike Minatillo, Anwar Musa, Thomas Beard, Jason Leach, Margaret Torello, Shaka Jamal, Bibbity, Lee Jackson, Chris Simmons, Celine Turcotte, Michael A. Hill, Duke, Kyle Nichols, J. Vance Seven, Sean Moore, Cameron Heenan, Corey Fellers, David Montgomery, Gregory Bleichner, and Len Cole. If you'd like to join our Patreon, please visit patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you.